Paraktes Mishnehei, we open up with a brief introduction. Back in Mesechtek Subis, in the beginning of Mesechtek Subis, we had learned that it used to be the minig in Klaiyitzvah was that when a man would get up to marry a woman, so first they would do the Kedushin, first they would get engaged in front of Edim, Va'osa Osa Arusaso, and one would make his, this girl that he's been, you know, that he's going to marry into his Arusa, into his fiance. And then he would leave her by her father's house. And then when the time for the actual marriage would come, he would bring her into the chuppah and bring her as a wife to his home. So at the chasan, the next day after they would engage, after they would get engaged, he would send the base to his future father-in-law's house, tachshitim jewelry and different delicacies as gifts for the for the for the marriage. This is what's called the Sivlonos. Then afterwards the chasan would go to his future father-in-law's house and he'd eat there a suudas chasan. He'd eat there a festive meal. So because of the lachla we mentioned the previous mishnah with regards to shushvaniyos, that the shushvaniyos are gifts where they could actually be collected and based in. They're more like a loan. Because when a chassan gives to one friend, he expects that that friend should give back to him when he becomes a chassan. So once we're touching upon that, cus- uh, once we're t- touching upon that concept, our mission is discuss now sivlonos. Can sivlonos be collected like like shushvanios or not? Are they the, are they the same status or not? What happens if, if the chassan divorces the arusa? If this you know chassan divorces his kala, or if one of them dies? So let's see. Here's Mishnah. Hashleach sivlonos leves chaviv. One who sends Sevlonos to the house of his future father-in-law, Matnos HaChassan, the gifts of the Chassan to his Kala, after they get engaged, after the Kedushin. So to keep, not, not to get confused, there's the Kedushin and there's the Nesuin. Kedushin is the engagement part. Nesuin is when they actually get married. So he sends these gifts. Shalach Shamea money sends, you know, a hundred mana. He sends gifts worth a hundred mana, which is ten thousand uh, Zuz. Then he eats there a suudas chasan, dinner. Even if the meal was only worth a dinner, and then afterwards he gets up and he divorces his his kala, or one of them dies, nigbin. These gifts, these sevlonos, cannot be collected. You cannot claim the gifts be returned. Since he ate by his future father-in-law's house, the Suudah's chasan, we can safely say that because of the joy of this Suudah, he was mochal on the gifts, and therefore there's no retracting. And the Gemara explains that Dafka, if the Suudah that he ate is at least worth a dinner, if it's worth less than a dinner, he's not mochal on it, and he could go ahead and collect these Sivlonos if he doesn't follow through with the marriage. What about Loach Hashem? Say he does not eat by his future father-in-law's house. The Suudah's chasan. He doesn't go there to eat. Then Nigbin. For sure he can collect the gifts. Shloshach as the Sivlonos El Al-Nas only sent the Sivlonos on condition that he's going to take her as a wife. V'kivosh Lekhanos Since he didn't take her as a wife, Chayavis Hila Hachzir Loach Sivlonos She's obligated to return the Sivlonos back to the chasan. Now, Shalach Sivlonos Merubin. What happens if he sends Sivlonos Merubin many gifts? And he stipulates that I want you to return with me to my house. Meaning, he sends her many gifts, and he says that I want you to return these gifts back to my house when I marry you, and I'll be your husband. Bring it back to our house once we get married after the after the nesuin. 
So if that was the condition, they can be collected, meaning even if he goes and he eats the Sudas Chassan by his future father-in-law's house, but then he decides not to go forward with the marriage, he could go ahead and, and collect these gifts back. However, if he sends a small amount of gifts, and he stipulates that you can use them by your, fa- by your father's house, they cannot be collected. Even if he does not have the Sudas Chassan there, they cannot be collected. And then Farshim explained that the first part of our Mishnah is talking about a case where one who sends the chasana is sending the Savlonos stam. He's not stipulating what the case is. And therefore, there's a, there's a difference. If he eats the Su'udas chasan, he cannot retract. If he does not eat the if he does not eat the Su'udas chasan by the by the father's house, then he could retract. But the Seifa, the latter part of the Mishnah discussing cases, when the Seifa says there were a lot of gifts, there were a little gifts, doesn't really matter. It's Lavdavka. The main difference will be is his stipulation. Because here he says that the Savlona should come back to Mayas after we get married. When he says that, she should come back to your husband's house, meaning to my house. So then, even if he sent a small amount of gifts, it doesn't matter. They can be collected. Even if he ate the Sudas Chasan by the future father's house. Why? Because he made a very clear stipulation. And if he says that you could use them by your father's house, even if he sent many gifts, they cannot be collected. Even even if he does not eat the Sudas Chasan by the father's house, they cannot be collected. Because he's saying, use them by your father's house. So then why did the Mishnah mention the words Murupim, lots of gifts, a little bit amount of gifts? It's just because that was the derech. If the Shekacha derech, that the Savlonus Merubim he matana shiachzima. Normally, if a lot of gifts were sent, he matana ima. Those were gifts that were going to come back with her when she goes and marries him and lives together in his house. Whereas the Savlonus Muatim, he sends a small amount of gifts, that he's allowing her to use it in her father's house, you know, uh, until they get married. So that's just the derech that was in those days. But the focus here is not the uh, large amount of gifts or the small amount of gifts. The focus is is in the first case. He doesn't stipulate anything. Then it'll depend. If he eats the Sudas Chasan by the father's house, he cannot retract. If he doesn't, if, if he eats the Sudas Chasan by the father's house, he cannot retract. If he does not eat the Sudas Chasan, he could retract. That was the first part of the case, the first part of the Mishnah, where he makes no specific stipulation. Whereas in the latter part of the Mishnah, it all depends on what he said. If he said, I'm giving you these gifts so that you return them back to my house when we get married, then he could backtrack if he decides not to go forward with the marriage, even if he ate the Sudas Chasan by the father's house. And if he says, I'm giving it to you to use at your father's house, use it over there, they cannot be collected even if he does not have the meal by his father's house. And Mishnevav, Ashkiv Meira. Ashkiv Meira, one who is on his deathbed, Chola Misukan, Shekosov, Kal Nechosov Lacherem. He writes that all of his Nechosim should go to, to John Doe. He doesn't write it, he just says it from his mouth. He says, Kal Nechosov Lacherem, all of my assets should go to John. The words of a shchemira, when, when one is on his deathbed, even his mere words are have the value, have the status of as if they're written and given over. So you have this guy on his deathbed, he says, all my nechassim should be given to John Doe. But Vishir karka culture, he leaves over a small amount of karka, a small amount of land for himself. And so too, he left over metalkalim, he left over his favorite baseball bat for himself. So it says the Mishnah Matnaso Kayemes, the Matan is a good gift, meaning even if he gets up from his illness and he lives, he cannot retract. The gift is gone. 
Shahoyal since he left something over for himself, we can safely say that his that he was giving away these gifts even if he would have gotten up from his illness. Because why is he leaving something over for himself? He's dying. What's the point? He knows that maybe he will get better. Why else would he say something for himself? And if he does get better, if, if he does get better, he's still allowing these gifts to go forward. Therefore, the matana is a good gift. However, Ein HaMakabal, the receiver, is not Zohar these Nechassim unless he makes an actual Kenyan. He has to acquire it from the Shechiv Because Matna Shechiv Meirah us when a Shechiv gives over a gift and leaves over something small for himself, it needs a Kenyan. Whether he gets better, better, whether he dies, doesn't matter. There has to be a Kenyan. The receiver has to make a Kenyan and acquire it from the Shechiv However, in the case where he does not leave over anything for himself, he gave everything away. So he knows he is dying. So the matana is not a good gift. Why? Because if he gets back, if he gets up from his illness and he lives, he can retract now. Since he didn't leave over anything for himself, we can say, The only reason why he gave these things away is because he thought he was going to die. He left over nothing for himself. He thought he was going to die, that's why I'm giving them over. But now that he's alive, it was a complete uh, gift out of Matnash Chidmira. But now that he lived, so he doesn't want to give it away. And therefore, the matana is not a good matana, and he could retract and claim back those items. Lo Say, lo it doesn't say in the shtar that the gift is a gift from a shchivmira. Shahaya ha'chola b'shasana. It doesn't say anywhere that he's, he's ill at the time of the giving. And so to v'chein, lo pirish b'shahaya but neither does it say that he's healthy. V'av lo nor does he leave over anything for himself. Meaning, he gives a gift, he gives a gift, but the Shechivimera doesn't write anything inside. He doesn't write in the Shtamatana whether he's sick right now. He doesn't write whether he's healthy. And he left over nothing for himself. And then, And then, you know, he gets better. So he, he, when he gets better, he says, you know what? When I gave that gift, I was on my deathbed. Since I got better, I want to retract. But behind I mean, the receivers, they say, no. You were healthy when you gave it to us, and you cannot retract. Sarech, the giver, so the Shechiv Meira, he has to bring proof, that he was actually on his deathbed. Since right now he's healthy, then we say that also the time of the giving, he was healthy. And therefore it's upon him, the, the Shechiv Meira, to bring proof that he was sick when he gave the gifts in order to retract. And if he can't prove that he was sick, then the gifts are given and he cannot retract. Divirimei is Ramiri's opinion who holds, we go, we look at the Matzavo Achshav, look at the now. What is he now? He's healthy now? Then the gifts were given when he was healthy. He wants to show that he wasn't healthy? He's got to prove it. One who wants to be Motzi from his friend, he's got to bring the burden of proof. Mekabal Hamatana, the receiver of the gift, he has to bring proof. He wants to come take it away from the giver, meaning the Shechimera, all he did was he wrote a contract. He wrote a, he wrote a, get, a, a star. Uh, saying that I'm going to give you these items. He never actually gave over the items. So where are the items? They're still in the Shechimera's domain. So the Mechabal, Matah, the receiver of these quote-unquote gifts, who wants to come and take them away from the Shechimera, he has to bring a Raya. Why? Because who's the Mochzuk? The Mochzuk is the Shechimera. He's still holding on to them. Therefore, the receiver, who all he has is a paper that says he's going to get it, he never actually receives it, he has to bring proof that the Shechimera was healthy at the time of the gift in order to claim it and not allow the Shechimera to retract.
So this is the Machlokas between Reb Meir and the Chachamim, and the Lacha follows like the Chachamim.